0: Hello, this is Lindsay, and I am so excited. Today I have Brooke with us. Brooke is the uh, membership director at PPSM, but what we're going to be talking about today is the work that she does with Hearts to Hope. She's the executive director of this organization. It's a nonprofit that has some exciting things on the forefront that we just wanted to highlight here on the podcast. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm super excited to be here with you oh, today. It's just it's just wonderful. And for those listening, we've been chatting away and I honestly I almost forgot to click record because it's just been such a joy just getting to know you and the work that you're doing. So I'm so excited to share. Can you just jump jump right in and let us know what is Hearts to Hope? What is this organization?
1: Yes, Hearts to Hope is um, a nonprofit organization that we started to form in January of 2020. And that's when we started formally mm-hmm. doing work. Uh, my co-founders, Maria and Abby, um, are also moms with me. And in fact, we all happen to be moms of multiples together. And because of that, we all had some extended bed rest um experiences and then subsequent nicu stays and from that right like we we felt and saw that there was a need um just to connect with moms and other families who were going through um those perinatal concerns uh and needing a community and needing support because it is such an isolating time so that's what we do we provide gifts we um offer up support and encouragement. We try to connect other families to each other. Um, and we uh, we just we just want to to get rid of that sense
0: of loneliness during during bed rest and to Nick you So yeah. Oh it's thank you so much for the work you're doing. It's it's so important. Thank you. And- yeah there's such a need, so thank you thank you um I'm curious if you can just share a little bit about um how how the journey um hearts to Hope came about. I know you shared that it started in january 2020 um but yeah how how did you get the idea and, and what brought you to create the organization yeah well th- this can be a long winded story <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. um but really what happened when my girls um we're three uh they they asked my husband and I a question right right around Christmas time of and you guys we don't even do Santa Claus in our house right but they said how is Santa gonna find the babies in the NICU in the hospital and that's when it hit us just that like well we're gonna do that right like we're gonna sprinkle some joy so we what we did during that time is just collected gifts um, adult coloring books, right? Dry shampoo. Uh, we all know the air in the hospital is dry, right? Like so, chapstick, hand lotion, right? um, healthy snacks, right? Like to to munch on while you're spending your days there. So that's when we started that. Just do, doing that informally as a family, we would collect. Uh, donated items from people for our kids' birthdays um, as gifts, and we would, you know, take care of the rest of it ourselves. Because uh, yeah, we just knew, right, that these families deserved um, to feel some connection and some hope sprinkled in their life too.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm so inspired by your girls and, and your curiosity, and and how wonderful that you and your husband just took their their curiosity and ran with it, um, and created something (laughs) so special. I think that's, that's just really quite magical. Um, and I'm so happy to be sharing it around this time of year. Um, so you, you mentioned, you know, like dry air, um, snacks and things like that. I mean, the hospital is not a great place to, to be staying. And so can you share a little bit about, um, either your own personal experience or a little bit about what is the experience of someone who is in an extended stay um, NICU, like they are parents of a baby that's in the NICU, because I don't think it's something that a lot of people really know about. They know of it, but not really what those little details are. Yeah. I mean, it's, Lindsay, it's this weird place of it being
1: a bit mundane, but overstimulating all at the same time. (sighs) Yeah. Right. It's a little bit mind numbing um, because they're your baby lays right? and you, depending upon um, that, that newborn's unique concerns and everything, like, can you even touch your baby? Right. Can you provide any cares to mm-hmm. your baby? Right. Can you provide those cares without getting permission first? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they're, they're really, really long days. They even before the pandemic, right, there are visitor parameters, right? Necessarily so, right? Like that is not the problem. Like that's real, and that is for the health and well-being and, and development of each infant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also pretty isolating and lonely for the parents. Right. While you're there, you feel a little bit like you're at the mercy of the medical professionals' decisions and schedules. Um, and that's unfortunate, right? Because we had a lot of lovely medical professionals who would have wanted nothing more for us to ask the questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like to advocate, to, to be curious and say, why are we doing this? Do we have options? Right. Um, but again, it's, it's not the freedom you have being at home. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, there are other families there. You see them some of us are walking around like zombies right some of us are just yearning for connection and we'll say the highs and try to connect in the hallways mm-hmm. and the outside our rooms or our curtains or our bays um but it is um it's pretty quiet and it can be a pretty sad place too yeah. right it, when you see other families hurting and struggling like It's really quick to make up some hard stories about that, mm-hmm. right? But you also get to celebrate the wins, right? When the babies finally get to leave, when they leave, if they leave for some families, right? Um, there is some shared joy that can happen whether you know the family or not.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? There's just a um, a sense of solidarity whether, whether you actually know the people's name or not. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes your community.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Like I said, even if you develop a relationship, um, or, or don't for whatever reason, right. To, to overwhelm, not, not enough emotional space, whatever it is, right. Like you just know that they know, and <laughs> yeah. right? You know, that they have this unique understanding, right. Um, about the heartaches, about the smallest of milestones that you're celebrating or hoping for and clinging to like yeah it's definitely community whether that looks like you you know like we like to preconceive what that looks like or not so yeah
0: Yeah. it's always different yeah and you know and one of the things I've been thinking a lot about and looking at different research around is trauma and how we experience (laughs) trauma it's not necessarily the thing the event but it's how do we process it? And when there is a lack of community that really can increase the trauma that we're experiencing and that lingers. And eventually, you know, you you are stuck with this birth story that um, can be extremely traumatic and it can weigh on you throughout parenthood. And I think what is so special about your organization is even if you don't get to have those little smiles in the halls, those little wins, especially with, you know, Increased restrictions with visitors and things like that because of the pandemic, which again, totally in the same agreement, like very yeah. necessary to keeping everybody safe, um, particularly in that population. But it does reduce the amount of people that you're coming in contact with if you're staying there, and that that limits your community. And so, receiving some a gift like it creates a little bit more hope, um, a little bit more joy, as you mentioned, that sprinkling of joy. And yes. that can really make an impact on the the trauma that people are experiencing.
1: Yes, absolutely. Right. That, that sense of loneliness and not having uh, a hype girl in your corner, right. Like uh, to, to cheer you on and encourage you. Um, it, well, it just brings up so much self doubt, right. Like if you don't have a place for it to land and, and we take great, go to great lengths, right. So in our, in our gifts and with our letters to these families, right. To just communicate. We get it. We've been there, right. Yeah. You are not alone just because we're not in that season anymore. Right. doesn't mean that we are, we've forgotten. Right. Um, right. And, yeah. and we've made it. I understand that's not the case for all. Yeah. Right. But if there is hope, I
0: want you to find whatever hope there is. Yeah. Right? yeah that's beautiful. And how do people, you know, I, you you mentioned gifts and letters, like how do people get involved if people want to support, um, if people want to write letters themselves, like, is that something that they can do? Um, yeah. How, how do people support you guys? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And this, this is a little bit of a work in progress for us too, because, you know, pandemic, um, still, but we're, we're starting to roll out of that maybe, um, and still want to protect those Uh, those really fragile immune systems, right? Um, So we have like long-term goals of getting in there and creating community with other volunteers who want to help with that. But right now, what what we do um, is largely um, organizations or groups of people can hold drives, right? Where they maybe provide some of the items that, that we put in the gift bags right? And we write our notes together. Um, some of the drives we, we can be there. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: someone from hearts to hope can be present with you. And other times we just come pick it up. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're just right. They're, they're doing it on their own. Um, we largely do, uh, we still do birthday fundraisers, right. For, for our own kids who were kind of the reason behind all of this. Right. So my, my daughter's birthday was in October. Um, so we we rally on social media every year, and man, uh, that community shows up, right? And that that has had some trickle effect of word of mouth for people to be able to donate. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just sharing our name, right? Like, and not so that we can be popular, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. th- I don't feel we need to compete with anyone. There are other Nikki organizations, right? Um, nonprofits that are doing amazing work, right? I just want my end goal, like my absolute dream of that would be that every single person who encounters long-term bed rest or NICU stays would receive something from one of the organizations. Yeah. Like, I don't care who it's from. So sharing our name to people, right? You can nominate um, a family that you know of at any point of the year for us. There's something on our social media that you can just fill out a little form, And once it comes through, we send it right in. Excellent. Yeah. This time of year, we will have, um, we will be packing gift bags as an organization and, um, and we'll take them to a few Metro hospitals, um, the middle of December, right. We currently have a nomination window open for people to, um, to nominate families who are really struggling and really in need, uh, and and they can be supported with um, increased funds for mm-hmm. all of their commutes back and forth yeah. to the hospital, um, or to try to have somewhat of a normal holiday, right? If they've used all their funds and they have other kids at home and they're concerned about not being able to celebrate, mm-hmm. right? We like to we like to support them in those efforts because Nick, you would bed rest take over life. Right. Mm -hmm. And we just want to sprinkle a little bit of their own normalcy back into it without them
0: having to worry about this other detail. Yeah. Oh, and so, so they can, you can find, um, the nomination link, Mm -hmm. um, and where, where would people find that? Is that on your Facebook page? Yep. On Facebook page, um, hurts to hope
1: right on there on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, um, page again, hurts to hope no spaces, (laughs) right. Um, yeah they're both right there and yeah the nomination one right now is open until December ninth. Excellent. Um, yes. Excellent. But those um those are always fun too. Um if fun's maybe the wrong word Lindsay but right right um meaningful powerful yeah. right mm-hmm. some of the families have been like driving to children's from Grand Forks. <laughs> Right. Like they can't spend the weeks with their baby anymore. Right. Cause that's their baby's been in the hospital for six months. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't, they don't have the luxury of not going back to work and they, they drive down for the weekends. Right. Or last year, right. There was a death in the family immediately before the birth of their micro preemie, Right. Like we were able to support them just in their homecoming because that micro preemie got to go home right oh. at Christmas time. Oh, right. But also just to say like, Hey, we see you grief's real. Yeah. right? Like, and not just from the death, right. Just grief that the entrance of this little ones into this world didn't go as anyone would have pictured.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like, yeah. So it's, it's really powerful stuff. Um,
0: and we're just so thankful for all the people who support us along the way. I think that's wonderful. You know, one of the things that I really love about your organization, the way in which when you've gone through something that's that's traumatic, that um, has not, its I mean, when people get pregnant, when they think about starting their families, they don't envision three months on bed rest. Um, they don't envision having to take out extended leaves and, you know, exhausting short-term disability, and then not being able to touch their baby for four months. That's not something that anyone really envisions or or dreams about. Um, and you can you can continue to hold on to those feelings, but your organization provides a way for people who've experienced that to have some mutual healing right? So yes. by g- sharing gifts, by sharing insight, by sharing time, your words and letters, like there is something really helpful when you're able to overcome something and then walk with someone who's now going through it. Like it is a really powerful thing. And I, I love that that's a huge component of the work that you guys are doing. I think that's that's really important for for healing for everybody. Yes. Yeah, so it-
1: us included, right? Like after we were able to walk through our own stories and heal, right? And get to a healthier place uh, outside of our own anxiety, right? Um, yeah, it's been very meaning making for us as a board as well at Hearts to Hope, right? And personally, one of the, one of the Bible verses that motivate me in this situation, um, as God comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. Right. And I just, the healing that I've experienced just is is outside of my own doing, right. Like it just sometimes feel you used the word magical before magical, supernatural, right. Like it's just um, all three of our families, the stuff that we've walked through, right. And come out the other side of right? like the healing has been so powerful and I, I just want everyone to be able to have that.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I I love that you guys do um, the nomination. I'm curious. So um, is the people that you're, um, that are getting nominated and ultimately that are being selected for like the extended funds and things like that, are they people that are currently um, have, or maybe it's projected? Like what is, what is some of the criteria if you can share? Yeah, really are. Our only criteria is that they are on bed rest
1: or in the NICU at the time that we receive the application. (laughs) Um, That that is it. We have right the people who nominate are oftentimes friends, um, uh, nurses, right, social workers at the hospitals, right that are seeing a need, right, and they they help everybody get something from us. Right. Like, so every nomination is a name that we are connecting with and touching. Right, um, But there are some families where the need is just so great, right. That, that they end up being the recipient of that, that heftier support and mutual aid yeah. so that they can just, like I said, find that sense of normalcy somewhere in the world that is so not normal for them.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think it helps too, when you when you receive help, it reminds you that it's there, um, yeah. and that's something that I think is is really needed because it's often the case that you you need you know you need help but you don't know what kind of help you need you don't know who to ask for for help but when you have something like that like someone nominates you and you're given this opportunity it reminds you that you're not alone um, and that can really influence the way that you continue to go down your own path, um, whether that's through p- parenting or, um, professionally, personally, just knowing that you can, you can reach out and say, I'm not okay. Um, and this is what I need, or I don't know what I need, but I know I'm not okay. So I think right. that's really wonderful. And, um, definitely encourage those that are listening to have a think about those that are in your life right now. And if you know anyone and go ahead and nominate, and I'll, all of the information. Um, to go ahead and nominate as well as information about hearts to hope is, um, in the show notes. So you can definitely take a peek, um, on those there. I think that's, um, yeah, such a really important thing, especially right now, you know, in, in this, um, so that's, that's wonderful. Um, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit about your, your dreams, like for the future. Um, so I think about, you know, your organization and it's still, I mean, it's, it's new, it's started, um, with this lovely curiosity from your girls and where it's blossomed since now, what is your, what is your long-term goal? Um, and kind of like your hope for your organization and how, um, how can people support you in that goal?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for asking. That's, we're excited about where we could go. Right. And we're excited that, um, (sighs) Right, like I, I don't want to dismiss COVID. COVID is still happening. People are still getting sick. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited that more and more people have barriers of protection so that we can start to do some events again. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we uh, we have hopes of more um, more events. Right. Mom's brunches of past recipients. Right. Like just to get together, share our stories. Write some letters to other moms who are coming behind us right that are gonna unfortunately know the hurt, the pain and the isolation right that is that can come right um, so that that is where we want to go. ultimately just continue to build up fundraisers, build up awareness, build up our name so that we can reach more people. Uh, the goal for me um, and the rest of our board is that in time, Every single hospital in Minnesota, right, is receiving something from us, right, is that at least the ones that have NICUs, right, Um, at least the ones who are equipped to have a, an antepartum bed or two for those moms on bed rest, right, I, we work very closely with, with three different hospitals in the metro area right now, other hospitals have, Heard of us now, but but our defaults still are still our defaults. And I'm so thankful for those relationships. But I would love it if Mankato, right? Rochester, you know there's babies in Rochester, right? Mm-hmm. Getting support and help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Bemidji, St. Cloud, Duluth, yeah. right. Like if we could just keep reaching um families. Uh, cause cause we're all Minnesota, right? <laughs> they already have limited resources, right? I would like this just to be one other way for them to hear, like, we got you.
0: Yeah, we not alone. We're coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, I, I could just listen to you um, all day. Um, it's really an amazing organization and you guys are doing great work and I'm so excited for the work that you're gonna continue to do and really looking forward to being able to, yeah, get your name out there, let more people know about you and and continue to expand the reach that you guys have. I'm really looking forward to being able to support you with that goal.
1: Oh, Lindsay, thank you so much for saying that. Cause yeah, this work, we're pretty
0: passionate about it. So we, we just want to keep going. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think <laughs> no, you guys have no. a strong drive and there's definitely a need for it. And, you know, I, I think, um, gosh, in a few years, I bet your girls are going to be taking a step onto that board. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope so. Right. Cause they're,
1: <laughs> right. They're still very intricately involved. Um, but yeah, I think we, my girls are 11. We have one of the other founders, her twin girls will be 11 in February. Yeah. And I think, yeah, they're getting primed and ready. So, right. And how awesome for us, I won't call us old, right. But moms <laughs> who are older yeah. than our girls, at least, yeah. um, to have some fresh young ideas that can be coming up to,
0: cause they're, they're the drive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know, one thing I, a, a question I wanted to ask, I don't think a lot of people know, um, you mentioned, you know, on, Um, your girl's birthday that you do a a big rally. Um, And I don't think a lot of people know the significance of birthdays when you've got, um, Mm -hmm. um, when you're on like bed rest for a really long time and then um, extended NICU stays. Can you share a little bit about why a birthday is such a significant component and something that is celebrated maybe differently? Because I don't know if people outside of that community really understand that. No, yeah, you are absolutely
1: right. Um, And I'm a big birthday fan anyways. Yeah. But Lindsay, I went on on bed rest with my girls at 16 weeks in preterm labor. And I stayed on bed rest for 18 weeks. And we initially were told that there needed to at least be a part of us that was preparing to lose them, right? Um, And after already existing recurrent loss, right? Like that's pretty heartbreaking. I only know pregnancy to equate anxiety at that point, right? So every single milestone (laughs) was celebrated. And not only by me, but my doctor as well, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like we got to viability, celebrated 24 weeks, 26, 28, (laughs) right? And then it skewed me, no doubt, right? Like 28 weeks, I really started to breathe a little bit lighter, right? Um, because because we knew that that meant fewer long term concerns. I still wasn't ready, right? Like I still didn't think that I wanted them to come. Uh, but yeah, once we once we kept going, then and got everything that we could to prepare the girls for a healthy, like the healthiest arrival that they could have mm-hmm. um, at thirty four weeks, right? Um, that was celebrated right and again, like I said, we're a little bit skewed i i mean I didn't love my days in the NICU, right, but I was also very prepared for them yeah, right with that type of a story like I was very prepared um as prepared as you can be, right to know that you are going to experience some time in the NICU mm-hmm right? So every, I mean, we were celebrating all of the things, right? Yeah. We were celebrating um, every day at the end there, right? Because we just knew every day was three fewer days in the NICU, right? The next day was three less days. And then when they got here, right, like, oh, every ounce, every ounce of breast milk that they could eat, right, like was celebrated, right? Like, their birthday was just joyous. Now don't get me wrong, it was stressful, Mm -hmm. but to know that they were okay, that they all needed some intervention, Mm -hmm. but that they were gonna be okay, that the likelihood of me being able to take them home was great, right? Like birthdays, um, their birthday especially is just, it was like winning a battle. (laughs) right? It was the longest 18 weeks of my life, right? Before they were here safely. Right. um, So it was just such a momentous occasion. And it's not only the day, right? Like 728 and 729 AM, right? Like, right on that day, I, yeah, I always have to take some time, right? Because it was, um,
0: we just didn't know we were going to get there. Yeah. Ah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that all of the milestones that you celebrated, um, and that your care providers celebrated along with you, they were absolutely worth celebrating. Like what, yes, what triumphs, um, and the work that you did to get there. And it might we, we recently had an occupational therapist, um, a NICU occupational therapist come on. And and that was one of the things that we talked about was like one of the yeah. biggest joys um, is being able to celebrate those milestones. And sometimes celebrating those milestones after the fact, because as you mentioned, like people do have to go. Um, they can't stay um, at the bedside, um, at the crib side um, yeah. for six months. They have to, they have other children, yeah. they have work, things like that. And, and those milestones I think are why, um, why providers, um, continue to do the work that they're doing. Like it it lifts them up, it fills them with hope. And it's, um, it's yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, it was really beautiful to hear. So thank you. And, and Lindsay, can I say to
1: those parents who are scared to celebrate, yeah. right? Cause it's really vulnerable, right? When you're not sure what's going to happen, it is so vulnerable to celebrate those milestones. Right. But as a mama who's experienced loss too, right? Like the loss sucks regardless, right? Like the loss hurts, whether I'm preparing for that or not, right? Um, Right so it's okay to experience that fear alongside that joy right it's okay to let those things coexist right um right cuz man those babies in utero or in the nicu they're warriors regardless of outcome right like they right they are stronger than we give them any credit
0: for yeah and we can we can honor that in them yeah absolutely thank you for saying that i think those are really important words um, with that kind of closing things out, what are some what are some things that you can recommend people who are not necessarily experiencing um an extended stay or being on bed rest, but maybe they are neighbors or friends or um a mother in law of someone who is going through that experience? What are some things that they can do in addition to um connecting them with hearts to hope and um, yeah. nominating them. What, what are some things that you would recommend? Cause I think a lot of people don't know what to do and how to support. Yeah, I, you're right.
1: Right. Like I think a lot of people want to support, right. Um, and don't really know how, and they say really well-meaning things and it misses the mark. Right. So what I tell people always in my clinical work too, right. Is if the sentence has to start with at least, don't say it, (laughs) right. Right. At least, you know, you can get pregnant, right. At least uh, um, they don't need full oxygen yet. Right. Like at least whatever, like that, like that lands wrong, right. Mm -hmm. That dismisses the pain. So if you want to support, get rid of those two words, (laughs) right. That's for sure. If you don't know how to support, that's okay. You can just simply say, I don't know. I haven't been there. I have experienced heartache. I have experienced longing, right? I've, I have experienced yearning, right? And, and grieving dreams that didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. But can you tell me your story, right? And then just connect with the feeling. Just connect with the emotion, right? So so emotionally, that's something people can do. Just have the humility to say, I don't know. So tell me, (laughs) right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I will listen. My heart is open. Fight the urge to comfort them because you're just, you're uncomfortable, right? Feelings are hard and messy. The other things is
0: meals. Yeah.
1: We are not eating real healthy at that time. (laughs) <laughs> right. Like we are right. Bending machine, cafeteria. Um, right, when I was at home on bed rest, like I was eating whatever was simple. Right. Like, so that was egos, right? Yeah. Like I'm not proud to say that. Like, yeah. no. right? right, that's not how I usually eat. Like, mm-hmm. right. Um. So, if there's things that you can support that family, just so that mom and babies can stay nourished, that is so cool. Yeah. Um, on bed rest, right? Like, I can't do my just my usual stuff to support the house, right? As my husband and I were partnered, right, mm-hmm. to do those things. So he ended up being alone. Even someone to vacuum would have been really useful. Mm-hmm. mowing the lawn, shoveling the driveway. Right. Um, <sighs> Caribou and Starbucks gift cards <sighs> um, gas cards. yeah, <laughs> Just simple check-ins. And I will ne- I personally never underestimate the power of laughter. By all means, send stupid memes. Right, like, <laughs> right, right. Just be like, yeah, maybe you need a break from the heavy for a second, so check out this ridiculous thing here, right, yeah. right, or reminisce and nostalgia, right. You also don't have to avoid your own problems. sometimes it's nice for those moms and dads to have a break, yeah. right, and to be able to provide and be a blessing to other people in their life too, but it's just about being candid with your conversations about
0: that, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And, you know, I really, I really like that you touched on the idea of like, check your own feelings. Cause it's so often, yeah. you know, you're trying to comfort someone and it's not working and you know, it's not working that makes you uncomfortable. And so now it's centered around you and your own discomfort, not providing yes. what they need. And so just yeah. being able to understand, like, I might not say the right thing and yeah. I don't need to then make that about me saying the wrong thing and how horrible I feel. Um, yes. cause that detracts from the pain, from the grief, from the, their experience. And that's just, that's wasted energy on, on both parties and just doesn't need to be yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that those parents, right. Those parents in that, in that time, um, they just need to be held, right? Like they have a village and medical professionals caring for them and baby, um, medically, right. But they need a village to care for them outside of that too. Yeah. Right. They deserve
0: those moments. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, your, your organization is doing such a good job of, mm-hmm. of filling that in and, and, and guiding people on how they can support. So, um, again, I'm really excited that the window is open and please, um, if you're listening, think about who in your life would be a really, um, important nominee. Um, cause this is a, a really great opportunity and I'm so excited that I was able to have you on. Thank you so much um, for your time and for your work. This was such a joy.
1: Yeah. Thank you for helping shine light. Thank you for all of the work you do. Right. And just giving people space to share. Thank you. Thank you.